uh, community, this church, Franklin Baptist Church, is a community of people who love Jesus. This is a community of people who love each other and care for one another. Christ is at the center. We are people of God's word who seek to understand and live according to God's ways. And we are people who are called not just to look inwardly, but to face outwardly to our neighborhoods, to the people around us, to bring God's life and his love to everyone in our neighborhoods and our nation and our world. This is who we are. This is who God has defined his people to be. At the beginning of our series on the 1st of January, we, we looked at a prayer in Colossians, a prayer that we could all relate to part of that. So I'd like to just go back to that, to uh, a month ago, this prayer that was prayed, and to consider um, how has this been over you as you've sought to find God's truth in his word, as you've sought to look to Jesus and place Jesus at the center of your life through the series. As you listen to this prayer, maybe you're, you're new here and, and, um, or, or visiting today and it's the first time you're hearing this prayer, what part stands out to you? Whatever the need is, our fulfillment is in Christ. And if there's one thing that we have learned from Colossians, Jesus Christ is enough. He is everything. He is all that we need. So I'm going to read, uh, if you've got your Bible there or your phone app, turn to Colossians chapter 1. Paul writes this, for this reason, since the day that we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Isn't that great? The early church was a praying church. They did not stop praying. And we pray, we, we continually ask God to fill you, to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit brings, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please God in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you can have great endurance and patience, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people and the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Is there a prayer there that you need today? Do you need wisdom? Do you need understanding? Do you, do you need the strength that can only come from God? This week, do you, do you need endurance to face all that you're, you're facing or, or patience? Do you need the joy that God gives? Do you need to be reminded that he has qualified you, that you're enough, that, that you're chosen through Jesus? Perhaps today you, you need rescuing from the kingdom of darkness. Maybe you need bringing into that fresh revelation of the kingdom of the son that he loves this redemption and forgiveness of sins. And so as we see this prayer and Paul is praying that we may be filled in all of those areas. Think about full. Think about overflowing in all of those areas. And then Paul quickly shifts us 
to, to help us to recognize what is the source, what is the fulfillment, what is the thing that fills us in all of those points of needs. And we find that it is none other than Jesus Christ himself. He is the center. He is the one that fills us. Uh, those who are close to the table at the center, the communion table, where we see the bread representing the body of Jesus and the cup representing the blood that was poured out for us. And today, our um, endless tap is flowing with the blood of Christ to, to remind us that actually he is enough. This is what fills us. And so listen to, to these words. May they shape the foundation of who we are, God's words about who Jesus is. He is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus existed before anything was created. He is supreme over all of creation. For through him, through Jesus, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we can't see. He made thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. And he holds all of creation together. Don't we need to know that reminder this week? That our God, in a, at a cosmic level, at an eternal perspective, God created everything and continues to hold everything together. If he is holding our universe together, he is holding the world around you, uh, the, the setting that you are in, Christ is also the head of the church which is his body. He's the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is the first in everything. And for God in all of his fullness was pleased to live in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, not just a man, but the fullness of God living within him, fully man, fully God. And through him, through Jesus, God reconciled everything to himself, made peace with everything in heaven and earth, by means of Christ's blood upon the cross. Where is our sense of fulfillment? What is it that fills us with those things, with the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding of the strength that we need? It is in Christ and Christ alone. Jesus is at the center. He is sufficient. As we recap our series, <laughs> I'm just reading my notes from, from my book. I hope you enjoyed this little handout, handout book. Um, we, we're reminded that we are called not just to be spectators of, of church. We're called to bear fruit in his kingdom. We're called to share the gospel, share our faith, to serve generously in our community around us. But this fruitfulness actually comes out of where our roots are. And we're called to be people whose, as it says in Colossians chapter 2, as you've received Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. We can only bear fruit in the kingdom when we are deeply rooted in Christ. And what I love about the Colossians message is, is Paul had some difficult things to write to the church, some things where there were areas of their life where they actually needed to get rid of the past, behaviors that weren't pleasing. He was quite specific about some of those things, get rid of anger, 
and rage, bad language, lying, sexual immorality and greed. All of these things that the Bible says we need to die to ourselves. But as we recognize that these are attributes that, that taint every single one of us, the way that Christ sees us is through his finished work on the cross, through the fullness of what Jesus has already done. And so our work and our effort is, is not me just trying really hard to do a better job, but working out of the life of Christ flowing through me. And now when Christ looks at you, do you know the words that he uses in the same book of Colossians to describe you? He uses these words, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved. Chosen. Every one of you. Holy. E even after that list of, of sins he described to the Colossian church and the things that he sees and we know about, God looks at us and says, you are holy, righteous, because of what Jesus has done. Not only that, but beloved, loved dearly, by God, who wants to be in relationship with you. Beautiful words to this church, but the one verse that I wanted to highlight to kind of land our series on is back in the first chapter. Chapter 1, verse 28 and 29. It says this, Jesus is the one that we proclaim admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. So here's this task we're called as the body of Christ to care for one another, to, to teach one another, to disciple one another. Sometimes there's even some admonishing and, and, and correcting and adjusting that, that needs to take place with all wisdom and, and grace, by the way, so that we may all become fully mature in Christ. And Paul writes this, he said, to this end, the goal of seeing all of us kind of walking in the fullness of God, who God's called us to be, this, this goal of seeing all of us fulfilling God's mission and caring for one another, seeing maturity in the body of Christ, Paul says, to this end, I strenuously contend. That sounds like a lot of hard work. I work really, really hard. I, I'm straining. I'm strenuously working. But then these words, with all of the energy that Christ so powerfully works in me. And I love that. There's this wonderful dynamic tension of the gospel here. We are called to do and to work hard for the kingdom of God, but we don't do that in our own strength. We do it in his. We strenuously contend with all of the power that Christ has given us. We're, we're filled in all of those areas of need with his presence and his strength. I kind of liken it to this this week, um, the, the gutters, the, the drains outside of our property got completely blocked and, and, and were sort of overflowing over the, over the culvert, all this kind of erosion happening. And the next day, this digger, the council digger appeared, going down our road and digging out, scooping out those areas that were blocked that the water couldn't flow. 
Now, I, I had looked at it that's more, that morning, and, and I was thinking, I don't, I don't know, is this, is this my job? Am, am I going to need to get out there with a spade and, and shift, a, um, shift a, a couple of meters of stuff? And I was thinking, that's going to take me a long time to, to unblock this, this culvert, and, and it needs to be done, and I probably need to do that. And I could get out there with my spade, and it's going to take me all day, probably. But there came this digger. And this digger came, and with a few scoops, honestly, it was there for 10 minutes, and that thing was cleared. And it's like that in our lives. There is a lot of hard work to do. Sometimes there's clearing that needs to be done. There's, there's things that need to happen in our life, and we're working strenuously, but we're working with all of the power that God has enabled us with. It's kind of like the difference between me on the end of a shovel trying to fix up my life trying to do the work for the God's kingdom, and it's an impossible task, and yet, when we're working with all of God's power within me, it, it would be like me on a digger, digging out, scooping out. I'm working really hard, doing the same thing, but with the energy, the strength that God has enabled us with. Friends, we all need God's power at work within our lives. Jesus is the center of everything. So often we get distracted. We try to do things in our own strength. Today, as we come to the table, as we receive the cup representative of his blood that was shed for us, his power is made present in our lives. As we receive the bread representing his pure, spotless body, as we receive that, we remember that actually there is this exchange that has taken place, our life for his, our weakness, our shame, our fallenness, our brokenness, in exchange for his purity and perfection. Today I'm going to invite you to, to take communion as groups back in those little groups that you were, or um, if you want to rearrange, you're, you're welcome to do so. And there on the table, you'll see that there is a, a little uh, glass um, jar of water there, of juice. Um, and so if one person from each group could come and grab one of those and a plate that has a bread roll and bring it back together and share communion together, this Today we're emphasizing that Christ died not just for us individually, but as a community of people. Communion, this common sharing together as a community of people in the life of Christ. And so there's an opportunity if someone would like to pray within the group. If there are people in, within your group who, who don't quite know what this means, um, you're welcome to explain and to describe and, and if, if you're not comfortable taking communion, no one has to. You're welcome to observe what is, is happening. I'll leave that with you. So let's um, regather now in groups. And let's take the bread and the cup together. And I'm going to pray. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and forgiveness. For those who might be taking communion today for the first time or the first time in a long time, I pray that they would know your grace, your healing, your forgiveness, that restoration with you and relationship, Jesus. Lord, I also pray that you will bind us together as your people, the body of Christ, and all that you've called us to. As we receive these elements, 
symbolic of the one who was fully God and fully human. May we know your power at work within every area of our life. May we know the fullness of your presence flowing through us. In Jesus' name, amen.